Mark My Words shares Mark Homer's contrarian views on investing, business, finance, economics, and all things money. Mark interviews the world's most successful business, finance, and money experts, as well as imparting his knowledge in a factual, direct, and no-nonsense manner. Welcome to Mark My Words, and here is your host, Mark Homer. Hello and welcome to Mark My Words. This is Mark Homer. As 2023 draws to a close, I'm going to talk through some of the things that have happened this year uh, and how they will impact your property investing strategy and your portfolio for 2024. So the monumental change that's happened this year that everybody knows about after monumental inflation is that interest rates have gone up by around a thousand percent. So they've gone from half a percent to 5.25. Now, clearly this was gonna slow the market significantly and turn it into reverse. And that's exactly what it's done. It's been a slow motion reduction in property values because uh, lots and lots of uh, homeowners were on fixed rate mortgages, lots of people with car finance were on fixed rates, uh, and only about 110,000 a month of those have been coming off. But coming off, they are and we're now starting to see the effects. Property values have probably dropped something like 15% in this area. We're in the East Midlands. Uh, I suspect the story is similar across the country. I know the indices maybe only say it's 5%, but if you wanna get a deal done at the coal phase, it's, it's nonsense. And a lot of them, you know, certainly in, in areas uh, close to here, the higher end areas, oh no, you know, the, the top end houses haven't been affected. Well, yes, they have to, to get a deal done they are now cheaper. The reason for that is because people coming in to purchase who need to get a mortgage can get a smaller mortgage now because the affordability that they had before is not the same now that interest rates have gone up that much more. Maybe they were getting a mortgage at 2%, they're now getting a mortgage at five, so the bank will lend them that much less because they can afford uh, only maybe if they can afford a, a similar payment each month, that means they can borrow less because more, more needs to go towards interest um, as well as um, the, the as well as the uh, standard capital repayment amount so that has caused huge changes landlords have been leaving the sector as we know because of section 24 stamp duty changes uh, and general uh, attacks from the government and negative sentiment but some of that is now changing and i'm going to talk about some of those changes shortly Huge rent rises uh, since 2016. Little three beds have come from 550 to about a thousand pounds a month now, which is a huge increase. Um, so for me, I'm getting more and more excited about starting to buy little single lets again. Uh, little little three bed houses that were 175, 180,000 would rent maybe for 750, 800 at the beginning of the pandemic. Now you can buy those for probably 145 and they'll rent for a thousand pounds a month. What's not to like? The only thing that um, maybe you wouldn't be so excited about is the fact that there may be some more falls next year. I expect uh, it to continue, but I suspect in 24 at some point, the market will start to level uh, and it'll find its new equilibrium. Um, and that'll be the point at which um, it's obvious that you're going to need to fill your boots. That doesn't mean you don't get started now. 
I, I'm out doing viewings. Uh, I'm trying to buy properties at the moment. I'm getting more and more excited about the pricing uh, because this only happens once every decade or two. The last time was 2009, 2000 and 2008, 2009. We got a lot of deals done in 2010 onwards. Prices were really, really good from 2009 all the way through to about 2013. So you will get a nice buying period um, after this takes place. But you, you know, once this opportunity is gone, it will be gone again uh, for pr probably another decade plus. Um, so, you know, we, we are very, very nearly into a great time to buy. Property is on sale. So it does appear that sentiment has changed in the government. They realise a massive number of landlords are leaving the sector, um, less landlords are coming in, and the net result is there are less rental properties. And because of that, rents are rising significantly. Um, we sort of could have told them this previously. This is basic economics. Um, Thatcher uh, realised all this after many, many years of um, after many, many years of layers of regulation and protected tenancy, she effectively introduced buy-to-let in 1988 with the Housing Act. Uh, and since then, the government have chipped away and, and made it less and less appealing, removed incentive. And what's happened? The cost of those properties has increased significantly in terms of the rent. But it does look like the tide is turning. Section 21, which is the notice that you use to evict a tenant for any reason, which has traditionally been used by landlords when there are rent arrears. Um, it's been said that the Section 21 is going to be re repealed. Michael Gove said that you're going to have to then rely on the Section 8, which you know you have to give a good reason for eviction. But the problem with the Section 8 is it takes that long to take tenants through the court process, probably six months of no rent, plus all the costs, uh, which is why that landlords rely on the Section 21, because you can get that done uh, quicker. Uh, the government have now accepted that and they say that they're not going to remove the Section 21 until uh, the courts are running at a fast enough pace to enable people to evict for non-payment of rent uh, and antisocial behaviour and other things uh, in a reasonable time frame. So it looks like they're delaying that now. Uh, in addition to that, there has been a big about turn on the EPC. Um, we were told that we were going to need to get down to an EPC of C. The uh, government have now U-turned. Um, it doesn't look like they're introducing that anytime soon. So therefore, you only need your property to be at an EPC of E or better to rent out for the foreseeable future. What that means is you're not going to have to spend thousands on upgrading your property. Um, uh, for which the government was probably going to give you very little, even though they talked about all these green deals and various schemes that never really came to very much at all. They're all a drop in the ocean. Uh, but it looks like uh, they've realised uh, this is something else that is disincentivizing landlords, uh, and they've removed um, that uh, trajectory, uh, which, which said that I think you were going to need to get to a C by 2025, but that's gone away now. So that is excellent. The next bit of big news this year was that council tax banding uh, on HMOs, uh, whereby you know you, you'd have a say a five bed HMO where you let the rooms out individually. Historically, you used to pay council tax. Um, it would be a single banding for the whole property. Maybe you pay council tax of band say. 
um, E or F or G, you pay maybe £1,500 a year. Uh, what started happening a few years ago was the VOA spotted an opportunity. I think there was a tribunal case. Um, and they basically said that most HMOs, they were going to come round and they were going to ban them per room. And they were, that meant that effectively all of the rooms would be banned A. Uh, and that meant that you were paying £900, £1,000 a month per, sorry, 900 maybe £1,000 a year per room, which could be £5,000 a year in council tax instead of £1,500. Uh, the government has now accepted that this is unreasonable. Uh, it's unduly onerous on HMO tenants, uh, and therefore they are dealing with that. Um, so HMOs are going to be banded just on a single basis, um, and it's going to be a lot fairer because over the years I've noticed the VOA have come round, they've rebanded a property, but another HMO on the same street, they haven't rebanded it because they've not known about it, uh, and therefore there's been massive inconsistency. Uh, so that has been big news this year. So inflation, what is happening with inflation? Well, it is still relatively high. Uh, we're still in the 4% range. It should be at 2%, and that's why interest rates are still high. Um, our natural rate of interest in this country, according to the IMF, uh, is 0.75%. We've got an aging population, uh, effects of globalization, uh, and various other um, and various other economic phenomenons has, has meant uh, that we've got low productivity uh, and low natural rate of interest in this country. We have had this sort of transitory, relatively short to medium term shock in the in the form of uh, supply chains being shut down during COVID. Energy prices spiking up uh, because of Putin invading Ukraine and cutting the gas off. But that is now coming to an end. Uh, interest rates uh, increasing by over 1,000% looks like they're doing their job. Are they suddenly going to drop quickly? No. The yield curve shows that they're probably going to remain at this uh, level uh, until the, at least the middle of 2024. But that is certainly coming forward over the last few weeks um, and certainly the last week. Um, uh, bond yields have been uh, reducing uh, and the market is expecting interest rates to come down quicker uh, because, you know, in the US, they've almost done the job. Um, you know, their inflation is lower than ours uh, and, you know, Europe is, is sort of slightly lower than the UK. But I suspect we're going to get there uh, within the next year. And, and once the Bank of England can see that wage rises and, and specifically that's where the, the sort of... Um, locally based imported inflation is, uh, once wage rises reduce, uh, then we'll be back on um, an even keel and, and interest rates will, will be able to drop again. But in the meantime, interest rates will remain high until at least the mid middle of next year. And even when they start coming off the, um, if you look at the, the SONIA, uh, which is the implied market rate um, in London, the, the curve that, which shows how quickly interest rates start coming down, it's pretty shallow. They don't come down quickly, according to the, mar according to the market. So um, I would expect, you know, base rate may still be in the 4% range by early 2025, um, but, you know, the, 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 there will be some reductions. So are values going to continue to reduce in 2024? Well, I think they will. Uh, I think they've probably done the majority of their falling. Uh, but, you know, there are still lots of people to come off those fixed rate mortgages. Homeowners, only about half of them have come off their fixed rate mortgages. When this happened back in 20, uh, sorry, when this happened in the late 
uh, 80s and interest rates shot up, most homeowners were on variable rate mortgages. Um, so the effect was a lot, lot quicker. The transmission mechanism was a lot more direct. This time, as, as base rates gone up, you know, there are a lot more people on fixed rate mortgages. Lots of them have carried on paying their old uh, mortgage payment because their rate hasn't gone up. But that's changing. 110,000 people a month coming up. Half of them have already come off onto their variable rate. So that has reduced their spending. As that reduces their spending, it means that um, companies, businesses, uh, feel that they have the ability to increase prices at a lower rate uh, and that then keeps a cap on inflation and, and should also keep a cap on wage inflation. Um, so that's all starting to feed through. Other interesting point is a lot less people actually have mortgages now than, than had in uh, the late um, 80s. Um, so again, interest rate rises mean less, but you probably see the car market is now crashing. High-end cars are reducing um, significantly, I've been looking at um, Porsches, you know, Porsche uh, 911 Turbo S's, I think they were probably 200,000, a newish one, maybe 18 months ago. They're now 145. Um, they're reducing significantly. Ferraris, Aston Martins, uh, mid-range cars that are reducing. This is interest rates, you know. Car finance um, during the pandemic was maybe 4 or 5%. It is now 11, 12, 13%. Um, so the payment um, payments have increased significantly. Payment shock is there. So prices are reducing. So it's going to be a very, very good time to, to purchase cars. So what else has happened in 2023? Well, the government have announced that uh, they're introducing new permitted development rights to, to be able to convert houses into two flats. So they are just consulting on, the on it at the moment. The rules aren't finalized, but uh, I suspect they'll do it because normally when they introduce these consultations, they do, uh, and they follow through uh, usually off a consultation. So I suspect moving into next year, uh, we'll be able to buy a house, we'll be able to convert it into two flats. Um, and you know that's gonna be good definitely in higher value areas. Um, you know, in, in some of the areas around here, it won't work because the cost of construction, once you've bought the house and you've paid the cost of construction, there'll be, there won't be really any profit left or you may make a loss. Uh, but it's certainly in areas maybe with houses worth half a million or more, uh, I suspect that's going to be really good, especially in council areas where they have a, a policy where they want family homes and they don't want them um, breaking down into flats. That could be very, very useful. It'll be very interesting to look at the uh, the wording on those permitted development rights. Is it strictly just houses or can we take a flat and split it into two? You have to look at the definitions. I remember last time, uh, I think they just uh, called it a dwelling house. And if you look at the definition of a dwelling house in the general permitted development order, uh, a dwelling house was a house for a flat. Um, so I will be reading through that with a fine tooth comb when that general permitted development order comes out. That will be very, very interesting. Huge problems in Scotland this year as uh, the attacks on landlords have been even more pronounced than they have in England. They have a form of rent control. Uh, so what's happened to rents on new properties? They have gone absolutely nuts. There are examples in Edinburgh of over 200, 250 inquiries on a flat that comes up to rent. I think that's happening in Glasgow. I think it's very, very clear. It's basic economics. When you smash the supply, you discourage landlords from entering the market and from renting properties out, uh, the price will rise. So it's having exactly the opposite effect. 
I've heard the government up there trying to explain how their policy is working, but I suspect it won't be too long before they have to abandon it uh, and realise they can't beat market forces and capitalism will prevail over their sort of leftist policies. In a capitalist environment, um, their leftist policies won't work and they have to let the market do its job without tinkering continuously. I still think there are lots of opportunities with landlords selling big portfolios. If you can get in there and you can do a deal to buy the properties, um, you know, maybe take the properties on from a mortgage lender, maybe pay the mortgages, operate some sort of lease option or exchange with delayed completion or purchase the properties cheaper as a portfolio. I think there are big opportunities there. Um, lots of landlords can't afford these mortgage rates now. Their payments are more than their rent in, in lots of uh, examples. And so I think it's a very, very good time to negotiate and enter the market at scale. That's been Mark Homer, over and out.